بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا الحمد لله رب العالمين We return by the will of Allah سبحانه وتعالى back to a topic at hand البحر الرائق في الزهد والرقائق the book of the ocean of tranquility and this book as we have spoken about concentrating on the health of the heart the health of the believer's heart the heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala scans the heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, in, is concerned about the heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had said to us in the Quran يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالًا وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ on that day the day of judgment where no no son, no daughter, no family no money would benefit the person or the believer Except, except for the one that comes with a heart that is healthy, free from the destructive characteristics that are plentiful and that are constantly trying to penetrate our hearts and keep us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to keep us away from a strong connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So al-ikhlas, sincerity, is the first characteristic that is no surprise that every single believer should be starting with. And every single believer should be working towards a sincere heart and a sincere action or actions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've taken a definition, a, a strong definition of what sincerity is about and how the Prophet ﷺ saw sincerity and how the Salaf, our pious predecessors, understood sincerity and some of the different quotes of the understanding of the Salaf when it came to sincerity and how sincerity was something that was not an easy matter and rather it was a matter that needed much concentration and something that the Salaf, our pious predecessors, they concentrate much on in contrary to us today, in difference to us today, that subhanAllah we have subconsciously taken sincerity to, sincerity to be a matter that is easily obtained. But it is not the case. It is not the case, my brother and sister in Islam. Sincerity is something that must be worked on until the day we leave this dunya, constantly renewed, constantly Reintended, and maybe that is the reason, my brother and sister in Islam, that we might see many, many of brothers and sisters in many of the Muslim community. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to protect us. They entering and leaving this religion, just like someone opens and closes a door. Maybe sincerity is the issue. Maybe we have not understood, we have not worked on sincerity. And unfortunately, due to the fact that we live in such a tangible dunya, 
we live in we live in such a cause and effect dunya uh, uh, we live in a world where everything must be touched and felt and everything must be cause and effect that when it comes to sincerity something that is hidden in the heart that is known only or more better to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is hard for us to concentrate on something that we might seem or might deem to be not of insignificance but something that is hard to obtain but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the most sincere towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the purest of hearts was the heart of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that's why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was grateful for the position that he was given al maqam al mahmud the praiseworthy position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Was that not due to his sincerity, my brother and sister in Islam? Or was it due to his lack of concentration and love towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I think not. We want to speak about today another link towards this topic of sincerity we want to speak about the different destructive characteristics that sincerity can be stopped by and some of the cures for those different destructive characteristics and this is the way my brother this is the way my sister to take a path towards mastering something anything really just look into any academia look into any thing you want to master is it not the case that you need to understand its pros and cons its good traits and bad traits understand what it is that you are trying to obtain in order for you to take a more knowledgeable path towards obtaining what you want of course as we said in some of our lessons this religion is built upon ilm it's built upon pure knowledge iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq read in the name of your creator allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the quran starting from the very beginning Read in the name of Allah. Read and learn. فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِنَّ اللَّهِ And know, and know that there is no Lord deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Know, meaning learn. Learn. But we must take a path to knowledge in order that we understand where we want to go. And we start with the first characteristic that our scholars have spoken about or made from the most important characteristics. And the first one is Al-Ujb bin Nafs. Al-Ujb bin Nafs. And something that we all might fall into. That will become very, uh, very happy and very astounded and astonished at time by the actions that we do and by the words that we say and the things that we do subhanallah 
And this is from the greatest destructors of sincerity. And you'll find that the Prophet ﷺ, he gave us a very important example in his life that he was a person free from this astonishment of his own soul. And we find a very beautiful example is when the Prophet ﷺ was seen by Aisha radiallahu anha standing up in the nights in torment, in pain, constant, constant standing hour after hour for very long stretches of time in tahajjud, in the night prayer to the extent that Aisha radiallahu anha she looked at the Prophet ﷺ and she said to him she said Yani, why do you do this to yourself when you are chosen or the chosen one? You are the Prophet of Allah. His reply was astonishing. He said, Afala akun abdan shakura. He said, Shouldn't I be a grateful slave? Shouldn't I be a grateful slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He's given me this position? the position of the Messenger of Allah. Yani subhanAllah, take a moment here to reflect upon the understanding and the thought frame of the Prophet ﷺ. When he was guided to great leadership in this position, a very great position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the leader of the ummah at that time, a position in leadership that many of us would absolutely drool, and I underline that word, would drool from the love of that position. To be a leader today is seen to be something of strength and something of dominance and something of uh, respect from others. And something of submission from many. But the Prophet ﷺ, he, when he saw this position, when he had this position, he became an anxious man. He became a man of great contemplation. And that's even before the first revelation had come to him. The Prophet ﷺ had these characteristics going up to Mount Hira. Staying there for stretches, long stretches of time, pondering about the purpose of the creation, the purpose of his position and creation in this dunya. And this was a reflection of what was to come that the Prophet ﷺ, when he was given this responsibility, the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet of mankind, the mercy to mankind, he didn't take it lightly. And I want you and I to reflect here. When we are given positions, maybe in the community, in the dunya, or even in the deen, in this life or in the religion, how do we take it? Is it something that we pop our chests out and we say, yeah, give it to me. I want it. This is what I've been searching for. This is what I've been wanting. I've been wanting that position. Subhanallah. 
And maybe it's not the tongue that says it, but it's the actions and the eyes and the feelings that say that this is what we are striving for. But was that the way of the Prophet ﷺ? If the Prophet ﷺ was given the choice not to have this mountain of responsibility as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he tells us in the Quran that this mount, this responsibility if it was given to the mountain it would have crumbled to dust it would have crumbled to dust from the greatness of the responsibility but it was given to us as men the Prophet ﷺ he took it with a very heavy heart a very heavy heart and he worried about every single action and statement that he brought forth in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ, he said to Aisha, to the point, shouldn't I be a grateful slave that I've been given this position? And shouldn't I thank Allah? Shouldn't I be in gratitude with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I've been made the prophet of Allah, the last and final messenger to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My brother and sister, shouldn't you be a grateful slave? Shouldn't I be a grateful slave that you are even, I am even a Muslim. I am a person amongst the billions of people that have been created past and present and future. That on the day of judgment, until this present time, you have been selected. And only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows of tomorrow. You have been selected that you are a Muslim. You are a submitter to the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shouldn't we be grateful for that? We should. Of course, that's the answer. From being grateful, my brother and sister in Islam, is that I do not praise myself and I'm not astonished and amazed by the actions that were given to me by Allah only by the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you and I, only by His fadl, only by His praise upon you, only by His grace. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah An-Nur, وَلَوْلَا فَضُّ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ مَا زَكَ مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ أَبَدًا وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهِ يُزَكِّ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ If it was not, if it was not for the fadl, the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His favor, His favor upon you and His mercy, None of you would have looked at yourself. None of us would have looked at self with any type of happiness. Or none of us would have looked at each other and said he is great or he is righteous or he is not. But it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that had given you that favor. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the one that hears everything and knows everything. Subhanallah. It is not you and I, my brother and sister in Islam. And it wasn't the Prophet ﷺ that chose his own path to be the greatest man that ever set forth on this earth. But it was from the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not look at your actions and do not look at your success in the dunya and in this deen to be something from yourself. My brother and sister in Islam, wallahi, you and I are insignificant, but it is due to something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had 
chosen for you. It is maybe due to some type of sincerity in your heart. Or as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, His fadl, His favor upon you that has got you to where you are. So praise Him and remember Him and ask Him to keep you firm. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ would teach his companions constantly the greatest or from the greatest ad'iyah. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub thabbit qalbi ala deenik. O turner of the hearts, O turner of the hearts, make my heart firm upon your religion. Your heart is al-muqallib. It is called al-qalb from the names, al-qalb al-fu'ad. It is called al-qalb because it's constantly turning. And if it is not made firm by the creator of this heart, then your heart will continuously turn left and right. And how many, how many have their hearts turned and never returned? How many have their hearts turned and never returned? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-merciful. He is just, the all just, and he would never turn away a heart that had tasted the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turned it to al-kufr or turned it to al-masiyah and transgression except after much, much excuse. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he pardons much as he says in the Quran. For the Prophet ﷺ, he tells us in a hadith, Hassanahu al-Albani, he says, Al-Muhlikatu Thalath, that the destructive characteristics, they are of three. And the Prophet ﷺ, he speaks and has spoken in many different hadith, pinpointing different characteristics as so. Here he's bring down again to three, as we took in the Hadith that was prior, where the Prophet ﷺ also spoke about different characteristics. He says here, the Prophet ﷺ, the first one, straight away. By no coincidence, my brother and sister in Islam, the Prophet ﷺ is starting with the first characteristic. What is it? That a person becomes astonished and amazed and taken by the condition that he is in, that his knowledge is great, his memorization is strong, um, his skills uh, are many. Yani, subhanallah, uh, how many brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored them with great minds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had favored them with sharp intellect. And they've taken it for granted. Or they have thought that this intellect is due to their own doing. To their own doing. Subhanallah. How many, how many has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala crippled them? Crippled them, disabled them in every body, part and limb. And given them a strong mind only but to show them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. And we only not need to look into modern day examples of people that have no religion, 
people that are founders of religions or beliefs and systems like Darwinism. From the founders of Darwinism we find that the founder himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had crippled him, crippled him in his body but given him a sharp mind. But with all that sharpness, he was not able to find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does as he pleases. Again, it is only due to the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are, I am where we are. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us firm. So do not be a person that is astonished by where they are. Your intellect is not from yourself, it is a rizq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the portion that Allah of the fadl that he has given you. Do not be astonished by the money that you have, my brother and sister in Islam. It was not given to you by your own self. It was verily given to you by a razaq a razaq the one that had divided up the different razaq the, the wealth and the health and the life of every single person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He had given you that. And do not be astonished and amazed by in the religion, in the religion about what it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given you or bestowed upon you. We only need to look into the lives of the Salaf and our Imma to understand that they had been given greater, much greater than we have today. But they were from the most humble of people. We take the example of Imam al-Shafi'i, where he was given a photographic memory, my brother and sister in Islam, as was many of the A'imma. They were given memories that were so sharp that they would flick a page, it would be photocopied into their mind. But with all of that, my brother and sister in Islam, they were humbled with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today, if we are given a fraction of what they had, these great men, these great giants, wallahi, it could be the case that this amazement, this ujub, it does not just enter the hearts, but it will overtake us. It will overtake everything. As we see today, subhanallah. The Prophet ﷺ moves on to say, وَشُحٌ مُطَاعٌ And stinginess, stinginess that is in extravagance and that is strong. The Prophet ﷺ guiding us to understand that one of the greatest destructive characters is being stingy. Is being stingy. Did not the Prophet ﷺ, he says, he told us, that we we should not be stingy? Yes, he did. The Prophet ﷺ, he taught us that giving is from part of this religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told us in the Quran in many places that to give sadaqah is a loan. Who, would, who wants to give a loan to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to have this loan returned to you tenfolds, as Allah says in one place in the Quran. And did not the Prophet ﷺ, he told, uh, t- tell us in many a hadith, أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ 
أفشوا السلام وأطعموا الطعام وصلوا بالليل والناس نيام تدخل الجنة بسلام Here the Prophet he's giving us a way to enter into the paradise or multiple ways. From them he starts by saying what? Give salams. Give salams. Spread the salams. Afshu salam. Ya nas. Afshu salam. Why? This is from generosity. Give the salam. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace, as-salamu, be upon you. And the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you. You are making dua for your brother and sister in Islam who you know and do not know. This is from the generosity of the Muslim. Wanting great and wanting good for the people that he knows and the people that he does not know. It could be from the sincerity of that dua. As-salamu alaykum. That peace and blessings become upon this Muslim that you have said it to. And that's why we should never, we should never ever refrain from giving the salam. And it is a reason that it breaks barriers between the hearts of the believers. This is the one. And feed, and feed. Food. My brother and sister, understand from the greatest ways to bring the hearts of the believers together is to feed others. To feed the one that is in need. To feed the neighbor, to feed family members, to feed others that you know and don't know. The Prophet ﷺ, many instances in the seerah where he was invited and he was given food and he gave examples of giving food as generosity. The believers are known for their generosity, my brother and sister in Islam. They are not known for their, their, their stinginess. Subhanallah. Today, today, subhanallah, we might find that we stand up in the nights. We might find that we uh, are able to correct our prayer. We are able to uh, uh, yani fast for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, memorize parts of the Quran, half of the Quran, all of the Quran. But when it comes to giving from what's in our pockets and when it comes to feeding others, when it comes to giving others, we find it hard. We find it hard. Here the Prophet ﷺ, I can't find in this hadith where he says the Prophet ﷺ, any other action besides these three actions. Not to say that other actions aren't important, but there's a reason here. He has coupled these characteristics together. The second one, وَأَطْعِمُ الطَّعَامُ Feed others, my brother. And today it is easy. Wallahi, today, from your phone, from the app that you have, any charity, you can click a button and you can feed tens and twenties and thirties and hundreds of people by sitting there. By sitting there. What stops you, my brother and sister in Islam? From gathering your family members, and this is a lesson for the children of the believers. This is a lesson for our children. You need to instill the seeds of mercy in their hearts. We cannot instill the seeds of hardness and stinginess and miserliness in the hearts of the believers. And one great action that I love is to gather the family and cook together. And let the family know, and let our children know, let your children know that we are cooking for those that are less fortunate. 
and then going out and giving those food, giving that food to those people. And this creates mercy in the hearts of our children. And it creates softness in the hearts of our children. When your child knows that they are giving and working and cooking for others that have no father, have no mother, that have nothing to eat, have very few meals in their fridge, then it places a mercy in the hearts of the believers. Allah did not, did not the Prophet ﷺ, he advised us that to stroke, to stroke the head of the orphan would place mercy in the heart of the believers. SubhanAllah. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he says, and pray in the nights while the people are asleep. And pray in the nights while the people are asleep. Obviously. This great trait of Qiyam al-Layl, it is from the greatest reasons of success. The Prophet seals the equation and he says, You will enter, inshallah. You will enter, O oh, you believer, the one that practices giving as-salam, the one that practices giving al-ta'am, the one that practices al-qiyam. Inshallah, you will enter the paradise. Not like that. The Prophet didn't, didn't even say, with peace and safety. Because a lot of the people on the Day of Judgment, why Allah protect us from this, it won't be an easy path to enter the paradise. The Prophet ﷺ spoke about the quantity and the portion of the people that would enter into paradise only but after touching the hellfire. When the Prophet ﷺ, he says, salam. يعني تدخل الجنة بسلام that you will enter the paradise without a hard account how can it not be if you are a person that was accustomed to give the salam and accustomed, accustomed to feed the people and accustomed to wake up for qiyam all of this inshallah for the sake of Allah thus our topic which is sincerity how is it not then the mercy, the merciful of all merciful Allah would not make you enter al-jannata bi-salam? Of course he would. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from them. And the last one he said, hawa muttabah. And desire and desire from the third and the last characteristic Destructive characteristic and desire that is continuously followed. Yani continuously done. Of course, my brother and sister in Islam, a heart, a heart cannot be healthy if it is continuously giving in to its desires. If it is continuously indulging in the desires that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forbidden us from. We are all inclined to desire. We know the verses in the Quran, that it has been made very enticing to us, the love of desire. But the one that fights and the one that refrains and the one that disciplines his soul, as Ibn al-Qayyim rahimullah, he said, the discipline of the soul must be done. You must discipline your soul. It is like a child, he said. If you discipline it and show it that you are serious, it will listen to you. And if you let it go to be and do what it wants, it will take over you. 
And here the Prophet ﷺ, he says, And desire that is constantly, constantly done and followed, the heart would be taken by these desires. And this is a destruction. This is a destruction that you follow, that I follow the desires that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forbade. Also, my brother and sister in Islam, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he seals with a statement here. He says, أَنْفَعُ الْعَمَلِ أَنْ تَغِيبَ فِيهِ عَنِ النَّاسِ بِالْإِخْلَاصِ وَعَنْ نَفْسِكَ بِشُهُودٍ مِنَّهِ فَلَا تَرَى فِيهِ نَفْسَكَ وَلَا تَرَى الْخَلْقِ He says in his book Al-Fawaid, he says that from the most beneficial actions is that you are in secret or you disappear away from the eyes of the people and you become sincere. Again, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah further emphasizing. My brother and sister in Islam, wallahi the people, the people that are around us, they might mean well. But what you offer them and what they see from you it is really meant for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And mankind, it is by his nature that many a time he forgets the good that you do. How many times have we heard two people that were friends for many, many years, family for many, many years, they have broken ties because of the goodness that was not remembered between them. How many times? Many. Wallahi, I, this, this guy, I'm not going to speak to him ever again. Why, my brother? What's the reason? Subhanallah, you've been friends for 20, 30 odd years. And what's the problem? What is it that could break you apart? Wallahi, I've done this for him. I've done that for him. I've done this for him. I've done that for him. And subhanallah, he doesn't ever remember my good. Or maybe the wife and the husband, same issue. Or maybe siblings, same issue. Yes, the Prophet ﷺ, he said in a hadith, مَن لَمْ يَشْكُرُ النَّاسِ لَمْ يَشْكُرُ اللَّهِ Whoever does not thank the people has not thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we know this. But if we understood that Everything is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We would not be disappointed to the extent that we become so depressed. We do not understand the situation. Man is prone to neglect and be neglectful. And we know this. We know this because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told us this many times. The creation of man is known to transgress and forget. And subhanallah, when you direct your attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, is, is, is the all-knowing and the one that will never forget the action that you have done for him. Then for the friend or family or close one that is to you 
You are seeking the reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are not seeking the reward from the people. That tangible reaction that you get from a friend or family, it is something that resides in the heart, but it will not give you eternal peace. It will not give you Jannah. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would return to you the favor that you have done for his sake tenfolds on the day of judgment. Only Jannah will be given to the one that has given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sincerity. So here Ibn al-Qayyim, he says that concentrating on doing your actions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he says, وَعَنْ نَفْسِكَ بِشُهُودِ And also, disciplining your soul, disciplining your nafs from praising yourself too much. From looking at yourself and thinking that you are the one that had really come with that action. But the reality, it was the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْمَنُّ وَالْفَضْلُ لِلَّهِ الْمَنُّ وَالْفَضْلُ لِلَّهِ That the favor, the favor is only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of these things. And then, so do not look at yourself in amazement and do not look towards the people for recognition. Recognition from people will always disappoint you, my brother and sister in Islam. Because the reality is you are not who you think you are and you are not who they think you are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the reality of your heart, who you are. What quality of a believer you are. How smart you really think you are. How influential you really think you are. How sincere you really think you are. And what is said by the people, a lot of the time, exaggerated. In the good and in the bad. Exaggerated in the good and in the bad. That's why one of the ulama, I believe in Al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, he said, once I understood the reality of the people, I never wanted them to praise me or I never worried for them to praise me or worried for them to defame me. He said, because when they praised me, they made me, they made me like a god. And when they defamed me, they made me similar to Iblis, to Shaitan. This is the extremism that we deal with. So my brother and sister in Islam, do not, do not tire your heart. Do not tire the heart that Allah created to be given to him. Rather concentrate on Allah and concentrate on worshipping Allah and making Allah happy. Give your heart to Allah. Allah would never ever deceive you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would never ever forget an action that you have done for him. Rather, you would forget it and he would never forget it, subhanAllah. Moving on, my brother and sister in Islam, the second characteristic, a well-known characteristic in relation to the first one, al-ujbu min nafs, is one that we all know, al-riya, pridefulness in general. Pridefulness, being a prideful person in general, as we have seen from the first example that we take is Iblis, Shaitan, the Shaitan himself, Iblis, 
when he was prideful in the worship of Allah and submitting to Allah in acknowledging the creation of Adam, his pridefulness took him out of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after he was known to Allah and he was a person that aided this religion, a person, a member of Tawheed. After rejecting the demands and the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and replying that he is greater and more better and more praised than the creation of Adam, his pride led him to what? To be the worst creation ever. And that's where he stands today. That's where Iblis, where he stands today with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a cursed creation. All because of what? All because of his pride. So from the very beginning, we know that pride has been the greatest destructive characteristic for any person, especially for the believer. And that's why we should do our best to rid ourselves from prideful thoughts, statements and actions. The Prophet Sallallahu feared for pride. He similar to associating partners with Allah. He said it's the minor shirk. It is the lesser association. Because when one becomes prideful of who he is or his prideful person, he starts to subconsciously worship or be in worship or... Uh, follow the desires that he has made for himself. And with that, that association becomes apparent. But it is a very secretive and very slithery and very, very deceptive type of association with Allah. Because it comes into the heart through cracks. As Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he says, it slides in. In, at times, or the majority of the time, you do not know that it is even there. That's why you must monitor yourself. Monitor your actions. And that's why it was narrated upon the Salaf that they would always ask, as we took in our first lesson, they would always ask what? Limada wa kayfa? Limada wa kayfa? Why and how? For who am I doing this action? And how am I doing it? Is it in, is it in accordance with the Prophet sallallahu Why? They would, uh, they would constantly ask this. They would constantly ask this. And this was what, 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 what is called al-muraqabah. That to monitor yourself. Something that we're all in need of. Because they want to make sure that they were sincere for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said in a hadith that he fears uh, for pride more than al-Masih al-Dajjal, more than the false Messiah that would come at the end of time. The false Messiah, the one that would be from the greatest calamities to this ummah. The Prophet ﷺ, he said in a hadith, he even fears for riya more than the false Messiah because it comes, it comes with every action and is ready to enter the hearts. Subhanallah. 
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free us from this characteristic. And there are certain reasons for this. There are certain reasons for riya. From the reasons of riya is hubbu laddatil hamd. That this here is that people, they develop a love to be praised. And you should measure and see. Is it the case that when you do an action, you love people to praise you? Something that might seem uh, very harmless, my brother and sister in Islam. But subhanAllah, it is destructive. Someone might say to me, but subhanAllah, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? When I do something, I like people to say, oh, man, that was good, that was very good. It might start harmless. It might start harmless. But when we are speaking specifically about ibadat, worships that should be only directed towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is the issue. This is the contradiction here. And this is the dilemma. When we do an action for the sake of Allah, we should not like to be praised. And if we do like to be praised, then this is your first, your first calamity, your first struggle that you need to fight, your first test that you need to fix. What is it, the case that if someone does not praise you, we become depressed? Some people have become accustomed to this. They say something very knowledgeable or they achieve an achievement and they don't get the reaction that they want. This makes them depressed. And in some cases, it makes them hate and it puts hatred in their hearts. Subhanallah. So having a love for praise is one of the reasons that pride would be entering the heart. Another one, Al-Firaru min al-Dham. As the author, he says here, and running away from defamation or running away from dispraisal. He says, يُحْسِنُ الصَّلَاةَ حَتَّى لَا يُقَالْ عَنْهُ فُلَانْ يُسْرِعُ فِي صَلَاتِهِ مَثَلًا as an example here, the author, he says, he says that he or this person perfects their prayer in order that people don't say he can't pray properly. He can't pray properly. He's not praying properly. So his perfection in reality is that for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his perfection in reality is to run away from being degraded or looking looked down upon. And this is a type of riyah. Again, very fine examples that we are giving. But these examples are the ones that need to be concentrated on and corrected because they are the uh, uh, examples that will lead to greater corrections in different ibadat and different actions, subhanAllah. So the first one is love, the love of being praised. The second one is the the hate of being looked down upon in something that you do. So someone perfects or does some, something in a way in order not to be looked down upon. And the salat was given as an example. 
Number three, الطمعوا في مأيد الناس. Very important one. That someone, uh, someone has a great greed for what others have. Someone has a great greed for what others have. And here, an example was given that a man ويشهد لهذا ما جاء في حديث أبي موسى الأشعري رضي الله عنه قال that in the hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم narrated by Abu Musa it was said جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال الرجل يقاتل حمية ويقاتل شجاعة ويقاتل رياء فأي ذلك في سبيل الله قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من قاتل لتكون كلمة الله هي العليا فهو في سبيل الله سأم موسى he asked uh, sorry a man came to the Prophet وسلم and asked him that if a man fights if a man fights in the cause of Allah سبحانه وتعالى for different for different reasons and the man he remembered those reasons he says that he fights in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in in eagerness and, and, and passion and, and a strong zeal with great strength or he fights for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with great courage or he fights for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a prideful way, which one of these is in the path of Allah? And yani which one of these is sincere? What did the Prophet Sallallahu says? He says, He says, The one that fights, simple. The one that fights in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to make the words of Allah, to make the testification of faith to make La ilaha illallah, it is the greatest thing, yani it is number one, in, in, in short, to fight for the sake of Allah, and only for the sake of Allah, then this is the one, or he is the one that is fought, or is fighting in the path of Allah. My brother and sister in Islam, these are some characteristics of the destructive characteristics that stop sincerity, and we've taken some of the reasons for riyat to be present. And inshallah bi'idnillah, we will stop here to return inshallah in our next lesson to continue the topic of riyat and the different characteristics of the successful and the not successful and how we can obtain al-ikhlasu and the characteristics that come with that. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته